It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Up we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her enigmatic companion, Philip Gilfus. Now, darling, what makes you enigmatic? Hmm, I stroke my beard. You do stroke your beard. Look at that. Now, we listened to a big finish production, as we are wont to do. Um, and at this time, it was Phobos. Yes. A- another Eighth Doctor audio adventure. We should actually listen to a non-Eighth Doctor adventure one day, but why? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I, th- I think it is worth getting a lot of, because we don't get a lot of the Eighth Doctor, being as how he just got that one film. So uh, I think we're making up for that by yeah. listening to our, our Eighth Doctor. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was a fun adventure, one I would recommend. I believe it was another 99p special i believe but anyway but it was it was very good uh, just sort of random eighth doctor adventure with uh, sheridan smith again right and with a uh, very different you know characters it takes place in the future um or at least earth's future because it's on phobos as the name might imply indeed and yeah. so one of mars's moons and it's a little adventure planet sort of ice uh high adrenaline um, extreme sports kind of place. and then Yeah, what do they call the... Adrenalies? Drennies? Drennies, yes. Adrenaline junkies. Yes, adrenaline junkies. They call them Drennies, and they're all heading to this planet to uh, to find all of their extreme ice sports, except... Dun, dun, dun. Big Monster. Yes, Big Monster. But anyway, but it's definitely one I would recommend. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I enjoyed that one. We also had an interesting experience. We were over in... Durham at the Durham Performing Arts Center the other day. I was wearing my Doctor Who shirt. Your new, all of the new Thirteenth Doctor logo stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and got the uh, approached by a high school or at least maybe college age young man. Yeah, and... I would have thought high school. I, I probably part of his high school drama <laughs> department who so... uh, was was very interested, uh, very excited to see the new logo. Um, but yeah, he said he was making his way through Classic Who, which I thought was interesting. He was going um, chronologically, so I think he had started, I think he was with the third Doctor, he said, or I believe so. But so he didn't know much about the fourth Doctor or fifth Doctor companions, because I was referencing our previous show about Adric, and he's like, oh, I don't know about not, Adric. Not spoilers, not yeah. spoilers, <laughs> uh, which, which is always fun to hear 30 years after the fact, if not 40, longer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, for somebody, for somebody new to be turned on to it and not want the spoilers, mm-hmm. um, and of course we suspect, we believe that we saw this uh, student later in the week as well because North Carolina theater is a small world After to say all. the least. Yes, mm-hmm. 
And uh, we think we saw him performing in uh, the Hamilton sing-along we went to, doing a fantastic job. As, as James Madison and Hercules, Hercules Mulligan. Yes, yes. So. so that was a lot of fun. Yes, this is not our Hamilton podcast that we could do one. But. We could definitely <laughs> do a Hamilton podcast, yeah, but we won't. Not tonight, anyway. Now, darling, I have a surprise. Which I, I, I understand that you do. It is. It, I assume maybe this is what has to do with the enigmatic companion part. Exactly. So we are releasing this uh, show... On Wednesday, uh, May 23rd. Do you know what May 24th is, darling? No. Okay. Well, this is going to be very interesting for our listeners because this is going to be a visual surprise. But nevertheless, I hope it goes to audio delight. So. Well, this is. Oh! Oh! <laughs> it's Red Nose Day. It you is bought us red... noses. I did. It'll be Red Nose Day on May 24th. So as we talked about in our uh, previous uh, episode about Doctor Who charity specials. Of course, uh, it's been going on in the UK for many years, but it's a little newer here in uh, the US of A. Um, But anyway, so we asked people to certainly uh, support that. It's a great charity uh, for for child poverty around the world. And so we ask that you support Red Nose Day as much as you can. Go online, buy a nose. If you're in America, you can go to Walgreens, which is where I got our two noses that no one can see us wearing right now. Uh, but we will take a selfie and post it somewhere where people can see it. I can't actually, it's completely, I, I can't talk while I'm wearing this. I was say, but, I'll, I'll let you take it off for now. I'm, but. Ca- I'm kind of enjoying it at the same time. These are very well made, actually. These yeah, are, true. yeah, this um, is nice. Yes. So we'll post a selfie so you can see us in our red noses. And uh, you do the same. Uh, post pictures of you and your red noses. We want to see those. Yes. Great causes to support. Exactly. So, there are three simple words that can cause the Doctor Who fandom to go instantly Beatlemania crazy. Captain Jack Hartness. Yay. Yay. He first arrived with the Ninth Doctor and Rose, but would go on to helm his own series, Torchwood, and would return to Doctor Who with the Tenth Doctor and beyond. He is a character that is mysterious, sexual, bold, and more. And so we're going to talk all things Jack and the man who portrays him, John Barrowman. Now, interesting to talk about Jack, of course, obviously. I mean, I should go ahead and admit, it's probably the first Doctor Who cosplay I ever did. Um, I bought, and I actually can't remember where, it may have been eBay or something, but I bought a Captain Jack coat. Um, which, of course, is not screen accurate, because I'm told John Berman's allergic to wool, so his is more of a cloth-looking trench coat, but, of course, that kind of coat would be more wool, and so I sort of had that coat, and so, of course, his is very easy to do. You just need a blue button-up, a white t-shirt, suspenders, a belt, you know, decent trousers. The uh, arm some, thing. Some boots, and I have my uh, Vortex manipulator that uh-huh, I bought. Yes, of course. So. And actually, um, the first cosplay you and I ever did together mm-hmm. was at the Fayetteville Comic Con. I went as the TARDIS, and you went as Jack Hartnett. That's right. So, uh, so uh, the only thing I've, I haven't gotten, I guess if you really wanted to complete it, would be get to get the, uh, what's it called, Wibbly? It's the gun uh holster oh right that he has. yes but yeah. you know, i don't know uh you know it's, it's problematic of course for various reasons even a toy gun to have so i figure yes. I'm, I'm yeah it's it's just take it as red you know yeah 
like Red Nose Day. <laughs> but it's it's hard for me to think back to the original Captain Jack, the series one, if you're going new who, series one, ninth Doctor, Chris Eccleson and Rose. Are you my mother, Jack Harkness? Yes, are you my mummy? Um, yes. It, and I don't know. It's oh, I can remember his first episode, and I can remember his sort of last series of episodes because the two-parter with the Daleks and Rose and the Ninth Doctor regenerating. It's hard for me to remember the episodes in between of, of Captain Jack as purely companion. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. I, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I don't think about him as Cause for one thing, he's the not, guy who rides around with them. Um. Because he's he's obviously not dressed as sort of how I picture Captain Jack. He sort of has like the the what was like the white t shirt or the black vest or mm. jacket or whatever. And yeah. He's he but so he's purely companion then. Yes. Yeah. Um, but of course, that is not a relationship that can last because again, as River Song says, only one psycho at a time. That's not what she says. What does she say? One psychopath, yeah. Only one psychopath at a time on the TARDIS. So it's not a sustainable thing for him to be a companion. And it's, and I don't know, maybe this is looking back in retrospect, but I mean, John Barrowman is a hard personality to, to be sidekick, you know? Yes. John Barrowman is such a huge personality in many ways. I mean, whether, and you can see his subsequent work. I mean, I'm not even talking about West End or, or the stage. But like even on not Green Arrow, 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 his oh yes, he was on Arrow of course, for several yeah, seasons, playing the father, yeah, or playing the, the villain, or yeah, but playing I mean, the father of the best friend oh, yes, of Arrow, you're right. yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and Jack Hartness mm-hmm. is not really a sidekick; he's not written as a sidekick. I mean, because I think it's interesting, and again, reaching back for me, it's been a while since I've watched first season New Who, but he's sort of a damaged figure, or. or Introduces sort of like a futuristic con man or, or whatever, you know, the the rogue, the defeated time agent or, or whatever. Yeah, well, and we see more of that in Torchwood when he's uh, reunited with Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> right. Um, you know, that sort of history of something. You know, we don't even really get a clear... Um, explanation of their relationship... But it is this, they've been off being naughty for a long time, and mm. and Spike doesn't understand why Jack Hartness is not that anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you, what, as much as you can remember, what do you sort of think of the initial introduction of Captain Jack? Well, he's got that World War II thing going on, mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember him, I mean, you know, the first thing he does, I think, is makes out with Rose, isn't it? I can't. Well, he's certainly picking her up, literally, because he has some sort of spaceship. Or yes, whatever. yeah. But then I think he also is make. I, it's again hard to remember that. But I think he sort of uh, intimates something to one of the guards or something, the the British soldiers or something. But yes, yes, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge, kind of thing. But I mean, straight away you get that naughtiness, you get that cheekiness. Um, yeah, just delightful from from the get go. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, there's so much you can talk about, but it, it, I think when when I think of Captain Jack with with Nine, um, and not necessarily like, even though I think it's the first time that the Nine or the Doctor has flirted, 
because Captain Jack makes references and and the doctor's like, "Don't you wish?" or "Wouldn't you like to know?" or something like that. We get a little hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I th- again, I think whether it's the character or the actor <laughs> that sort of brings that out mm. in other characters, right? Um, you know. How much fun would he and River Song be together? Oh my, they would explode. Wouldn't they? <laughs> How much fun would that be? Because, and I think, well, but then I, was, I was thinking of another moment, The um, it's the penultimate, I think, episode of Series 1, or however you do your number series, but basically in the reality show, and he's on the, what, what it would I, The Trini and Susanna, okay. or Suzanne, Suzanne or Susanna, I can't remember now, the where what the clothes that they wear i can't remember yeah, exactly he, what it's then called they sort but, of basically zap him naked and he's pretty much doesn't care yeah he's like okay <laughs> yep this is it until they start with the yeah, saw blades yeah. and then he's a little bit yeah but but he, he also is a much more he's almost an early river figure because he's a little more mm. violent i guess is the word but i'm sure there's a better word but he's more likely to you know, grab a gun and start shooting yeah. than the doctor is, obviously. Well, and I think, too, uh, there are certainly times when I think the doctor needs that mm-hmm. because he is not prepared to take up a weapon, and that is a completely respectable position to take. And so to keep him from having to do that, sometimes you have to have the companions who are willing to do that. So, so after... But a series, of course, I mean, half a series, I suppose, but of John Barrowman as Jack, I guess it didn't take long, and I don't know how long it even took for Russell uh, T. Davies to think, you know what, I think i got to do a show around him. He gets his own <laughs> show. <laughs> Let me gather up other people who have been in Doctor Who and see if they'll be part of it as well. Because we sort of get the uh, series two teases of Torchwood, because that is sort of the Torchwood season, mm. because you sort of get... Um, the the the, uh, the literal show that starts with torch or episode that starts torch with tooth and the hound or uh, tooth and the claw or something like that the werewolf episode mm. yeah with, of with course where at the end of it Queen Victoria is like right let's start up this company and then we then get the season finale I'm sure it's a two parter where you get Torchwood one in London and of course I guess actually even earlier than that because Torchwood was mentioned in the first episode of David Tennant's series because that's how the prime minister blew up the aliens that they had encountered uh the ones that he had fought with and told to go away and then she's like well there's sometimes you're not around she's like go torchwood and they oh yeah of course and then he's like you're looking awfully <laughs> old <laughs> a bit tired uh, yes so, so uh but anyway that's all, all to say prime minister i love her too you know <laughs> Behrman basically got a year off whether it was incidental or not i guess maybe that's when they were filming yeah and then next because basically series three is basically series one of torchwood yeah so we posted a poll a couple of days ago on our twitter feed at join nerd party and we certainly uh, encourage you to follow us if you're not already but I asked, what was people's favorite stories of Captain Jack? And I offered four choices. Uh, it was the nine tenant Doctor Adventures. So basically him on actually Doctor As Who. As companion, yeah. Um, and then I've put Torchwood Seasons 1 and 2. Because I feel like those are sort of organically together. Then I put Torchwood Children of Earth. And then Torchwood Miracle Day. So in last place, not surprising, at least to me. My wife may disagree. Is Torchwood Miracle Day. With 7%. Uh, and next to last place is Torchwood Children of Earth with 13% of the votes. So those are the top two. 
So which one do you think is first? Ooh, Torchwood or Doctor Who? Um, I think, considering our audience, I'm going to go with Doctor Who being first place. With 53% of the votes, Torchwood, seasons one and two. Wow, interesting. The 910 Doctor Adventures had 27%. Okay, so they really did like the Torchwood gang all together, which I think is fair. I mean, we're uh, not finished yet with Miracle Day. Right. I mean, I've seen it, but I'm... Right. Your uh, first I'm, time I am it. not yet finished with Miracle Day, but it is just Jack and Gwen, mm-hmm. and that's... A and sh- Reese. Don't forget Reese. Oh, yes, of course, Reese. Don't, don't. We have Welsh listeners. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. That's ugly. Hey, he bought me a drink in Chicago Tardis once. So. Did he really? Yeah. Kai Owen. I believe that's his name. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. But he, he, I was at Chicago Tardis, and I can't remember what year. Years ago at this point. And it was him. Um, Gareth, is that his name? Yanto. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Was there as well. And I can't remember who, what other stuff. Those are the two, two big ones. And but. Down in the hotel bar uh, with my group, but Kai was downstairs and he was at the bar. He ended up buying us drinks because he said if he went up to his hotel room, he's just going to miss his. I don't, I don't think they were married yet, but his partner um, and and their child. And so he's like, he just went downstairs and yeah, so I had a nice oh, yeah. chat oh, with him. How yeah, he seems just like he is a nice Welshman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. I do like Reese, but he's not officially Tortoise. I know. So. Yes. Um, but anyway. So, yeah, I think that that all of them together in this episodic show, I think certainly is is much more appealing. Appealing. I'm enjoying Miracle Day, mm-hmm. except it's so American. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that at some appropriate venue. Yes. So back yes. to Captain Jack. Yeah, sorry. Captain Jack and Torchwood. So let's talk about sort of T- Captain Jack as the leader of Torchwood 3, I suppose technically, if we're being correct. Um but seasons one and two of, of Torch, I mean, we can talk about all of them if we want to, but seasons one and two of Torch with Captain Jack is leader of his gang and... Shagging all the people. And having the doctor's hand... In a, yeah, in... In a jar or something. Yeah, in formaldehyde, I yeah. assume, or something like that. But it's, it's, it's you know, as... I mean, maybe we'll do a show one day about Doctor Who spinoffs, but as you think of them, I mean, I think Torchwood. I don't think Torch is bigger than Doctor Who, I'm not going to say that, but it's so separate and apart that it's, you know, I... I think it's a, it's a spinoff that sort of spins off very well. Like, in other words... Yes, it stands alone very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Holly, our friend from England who was here in January, talked about Torchwood being her show way more than Doctor Who was. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one that she really enjoyed. So, uh, yeah. so again, it stands alone. And I think that you could, except for the hand and the formaldehyde, mm-hmm. you can pretty much watch that without knowing very much about Doctor Who at all. Because I think the only, and I'm, someone can feel free to correct me, the only like Doctor Who alien we ever see is like the Cybermen from the one episode with Yanto and his cyber girlfriend. Oh, uh, yeah. Or fiance yeah. from Torchwood 1, which is sort of a spinoff from that. Yeah, but even then, yeah. you don't have to know a lot about Doctor Who. These yeah. are just standalone villains, potentially. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's pretty much the only... Other than the reference of later in the Tenth Doctor and Journey's End when it's all the spinoffs together, Torchwood and Sarah Jane and everyone yeah. comes together and you have sort of the Daleks invading the hub. and But that's Doctor Who. So, yeah. But, but yeah, Captain Jack. But I, we kind of learn a little bit more, or kind of learn a little bit more about Captain Jack. You know, he's, he's, he's introduced as being... 
you know, if you'd never seen him before, or Doctor Who, you know, he's this mysterious figure, and um, you know he his, can't be killed. His, I mean, that's established very early on. Yeah, the first episode, and then uh, his sexuality is sort of, um, you know, it's the first couple episodes, and they're like, I mean, he shags at least two of his coworkers <laughs> that we know of. And, you know, but then his his past is always like, you know, where did he come from? Yeah. And who is he, you know? And where did he go? Is he Cotton Eyed Joe? Yes, maybe. Maybe. Huh. Well, Jack. Cotton Eyed Jack. That's right. Okay. Um, and so... I, <laughs> Joe's son. Like exactly. the Kennedys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but um, he has the hair for it. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. So, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you do get tease some elements of his past. Yeah. I mean, we get his brother. Eventually. Eventually. Um, again, we get Spike. Right. Um, and I'm not going to call him anything else because as we have talked about, um, the actor playing the character, what's it, what's his real name? James Marston. James Marston, um, is basically playing Spike. Yeah. Cause he's American. He is, it's weird to see here, but he's an American. And so the fact that he plays that character, it's Spike. That is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the exact same accent. It's Hair. very similar to the clothes. It's, it's Spike. So we're right. just going to call him Spike and consider it a crossover perhaps. Yeah, it works. Uh, but yeah, like I say, again, that relationship, is never fully explored and explained in terms of their history. And I think you can maybe, if you're trying to do this sort of the linear or doing the chronology of Captain Jack, you know, he has this tragic beginning with losing his brother, Gray, or the attack by whatever, somehow ends up joining the time agency, whatever that means. Yep, we don't um, know anything really about the, the time agency. Other than they, they get vortex manipulators. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, are they good, bad, in between, who knows? We got knows? nothing. We got um, nothing. But that there's sort of a dark side, a very dark side, I guess, yeah. and, and all that. and that. But eventually his arrival on Earth, or maybe when he was stranded on Earth, and his time with the Doctor, and then his sort of... Then if you... Once, you know, after Series 2 Torchwood, then you learn the sort of origin story of him being discovered by Torchwood. Um, and, and sort of... Yeah, of course. The hundred years yeah. or however long. Yeah. His, his career in, in Torchwood since then. Yeah. Waiting for the Doctor to come back. Which is referenced a lot. I mean, even in um, the third season. Children of Earth. Yeah, that's right. Where they um, they go back and the people who, you know, hit the things that he did 50 years previous. Yeah, or the Scottish 40 children. Years, yeah. To the four, five, six. Is coming back to haunt him. And the people that he had worked with have all been killed. Um, and he talks about not being able to, he didn't know their names. He didn't know their real names. So, uh. Yeah. But I, 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 it's, and it's interesting, I think, he always gets sort of the great reveal or whatever. Because I'm thinking of sort of the first episode of season two, or series two of Torchwood. You know, when he's, uh, you know, we know from Doctor Who, he was sort of sucked by, you know, the TARDIS. Or, well, he jumped onto the TARDIS and had an adventure with the Doctor and then came back and he sort of got that great entry, you know, banging up the door and shooting the uh, lobster fish guy and like, hey, kids, did you miss me? And he sort of has that. But but I think Captain Jack also, I mean, in, the, in Torchwood especially, has this sort of dark side. Like, he'll do anything. If yeah. he thinks it's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, his, killing or his, whatever. His grandson. Yeah. Um, and it's such a, a wonderful performance moment for mm. John Barrowman. 
uh, because you do see that torture of one child or millions mm-hmm. um, and the sacrifice. and But that's another thing that makes him very mysterious. I mean, he's got a daughter and a grandchild out there, and we got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. You know, there's no... We aren't given any history to that. Yeah, what has he been doing for these hundred years on Earth? Yeah, and you know, it's just sort of taken as read. Here's his daughter and his grandson, and his grandson calls him Uncle Jack, and that's all we know. And there's, because we haven't gotten there yet in Miracle Day, so this is only a minor, minor spoiler. There will be a flashback episode of Miracle Day for Captain Jack. Oh, okay. All right, so we'll get a little bit. Yeah, so a relationship he had in the early 20th century. Excellent. And then, of course... Um, in one of the Doctor Who episodes, we get the the face of Bo reference. Yeah. So, what what do you think about that? Is that a tease? Where in your head canon, where does it fit? Um, I don't know that it matters to me where it fit. You know, no. In other words, is he the face of Bo? Or oh, is yeah. It just a yeah. He can't die. Right. But the face of Bo dies. Well, yeah, but that's Amelia. That's when. The Earth dies, isn't it? Or the world ends, or the universe ends, or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, it's ages away. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm comfortable with it, and I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I like the I like it as an idea. Wise old head. Yeah, giant head. <laughs> by then, I'm interested in how that all happened. I'm sure, there's a Captain Jack joke in there somewhere. Yep, yep. But yeah, no, I like the idea of him being the face of Bo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like I said, I, I think you know. For instance, you mentioned Children of Earth. I think with his grandson, you know, I mean, it helped. He was the only kid that was handy, but also I think it was also the price he was paying when he the penance. Yes, the, yeah, getting rid of all that, you know, sacrificing those dozen children or however many it was um, to the four, five, six, and yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't the penance that his daughter signed up for. No. But I think that's Jack. He will do anything and he will cross the line and he'll do whatever it takes. But he'll also know that there's going to be consequences and a price to pay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which suggests that that's not a first time experience. Right. So, so what, do, what do you think is the sort of the, 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 the magnetism of the Captain Jack character? I mean, he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so there's certainly that. There's always just a little bit of a cheeky twinkle in his eye. Mm -hmm. And I think people just are drawn to that. Um, And the fact that he is an equal opportunity flirt. (laughs) It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your gender. He's going to flirt. That's going to be a thing. There's a great YouTube clip um, of Captain Jack flirting. The Mayberry will be the title of him just like saying hello to people and the doctor just going stop he's like i was just saying hello <laughs> yep. Yep. a little bit of joey tribbiani how you do it <laughs> you know, that kind of thing um and yeah i think that you know because that sort of attention makes anybody feel special mm-hmm. and so seeing him treat so many people like they're special and there's a bit of a the Doctor in Captain Jack because as the Doctor, you know, more or less lives forever, changes. But Captain Jack lives forever, you know, face of bow notwithstanding. But the fact that it's a whole, you know, people that he knows and love will die. Mm. And so can he ever be with someone? And so what do you sort of think of Well, and Yanto has that him? moment mm-hmm. of, you know, you're going to watch me grow old and watch me die. 
and Jack's like, yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> but of course, then, you know, <laughs> Yonto dies. Yes, Yonto dies. <laughs> um, not ready really to talk about that just yet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that idea, and it's it's exactly the same thing that the doctor struggles with. It's what Sarah Jane says to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you left me so you wouldn't have to watch me grow old. Because I think, and I don't know, I, I sometimes feel it's overplayed, but I appreciate some of the the Gwen Jack part because Gwen usually grounds Jack. She's almost yes. his companion. Actually, I don't know. I don't think that. I think that's unfair because I think she's kind of more level playing field after a while with mm. him. But at least, for lack of a better analogy, she's the companion as doctors' companions are of the heart, the, grounding. the, the, yeah. the conscience or whatever. And so that when Captain Jack's willing to do anything, she's like, you know, hold on, wait a minute, let's think about the cost here. Yeah. And sometimes he ignores her, sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And I like Gwen, but mm. we'll come back to her yeah. later. But yeah, so how, how do you feel? Because it, it seemed Yanto was reaching out for a relationship, but Captain Jack was doing the, like, I don't do couples, or I don't do... What do, you, what do you think yeah. how Captain Jack was? I mean, I think that that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of nothing... I mean, how long can you last? Mm-hmm. If Captain Jack is 35 and Yanto is 30, how long do they have together before it starts to become weird? Mm-hmm. You know, Yanto aging and Captain Jack always being 35. Mm-hmm. You know, can they stay together when Yanto's 55? Can they stay together when Yanto's 65? You know, so it's not even watching your loved one die, grow old and die. Mm-hmm. It's whilst also staying the same age. Can cause some resentment from the aging partner. Well, and some resentment from the non-aging mm-hmm. partner who, you know, I want to be young is, and do stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he goes off and, and picks up the guy from Titanic. <laughs> uh, shortly thereafter and you know and that is and that's also who jack is mm-hmm. you know and so whether or not he is capable of making any sort of long-term commitment one, much less one that is so uneven right and is always going to be uneven but I, I, is there anything to be said because again i don't know british television as, as much as you do of having a now of course captain jack is sort of i don't know what the right word is Pansexual, you know, whatever the word is, because um, I know there's so many catchphrases about fluid, what you, sexually yeah, fluid. Yeah, but but having a character like that is that how common is that in British TV? Um, I imagine, and I don't know for sure because we sure see him naked a lot. We do, and I think that that's what the British public wants, right? Um, to be fair, um, I don't know that it's. All, I think it's becoming more common. Right. Um, but at the time that it came out, I think it was just a thing. Yeah. And I think it, in a way that America might have made a bigger deal out of it. I mean, I'm thinking about the woman from uh, Orange is the New Black. I, I can see Laverne Cox. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, the, um, yes. And so, you know, and that was a thing and everybody wanted to talk about it. Mm. And and that's fine. And we should talk about it and all of those sorts of things. But I think the British just sort of go, okay, you know, mm. okay, that's a thing. We're, I know, we're I know, moving or, into the next section. At least I think, you, whether I know or not, British TV is a little more sexy than America TV. Um, whereas American TV is a little more violent than British TV. But, um, but yeah, know, after the watershed. Yeah. But you sort of get a lot more of, you know, making out, uh, you know, Jack makes out with lots of people. He does, yes. 
I mean, the sort of like the infamous, um, well, in my eyes, but the, the, again, the season two uh, Torchwood episode one with Spike and him, you know, beating each other up and then making out, you know, sort yeah. of there. <laughs> well, that's just the way things go. Exactly. So let's <laughs> talk a little bit about the man behind the jacket. Okay. John Barrowman. Yes. So, what? What's your? Did you? Have, you have any ex- exposure, if you will? I was to just going to say, have I? I can't remember if I've told my John Barrowman story no, before. Pray tell. Um, so yeah, I was doing a play. I was performing an Amdram show in the Guilford or uh, in the Guilford Castle grounds, um, and I can't remember which one it was now. Um, but, but that's unimportant. So I was doing what I do every day, you know, walking from my flat to the Guilford Castle grounds, and I'm do, do, doing through the first gate, which is really just sort of um, pylons. There's a car. I'm minding my own business, and there's a car in there, and I'm like, well, there shouldn't be car. There, there, you can't have a car in the Guilford Castle grounds. That's strange. And so then I sort of look up properly, and they're filming something mm-hmm. and John Berriman's there filming mm-hmm. things so uh, I, I was on my own so I immediately kept going I uh, went to where we were performing the show and uh, my, one of my close friends my, one of my best friends Nathan and I was like Nathan John Berriman's totally down there and Nathan freaks out and so we went back down and handed him flyers for our show awesome uh, yeah he didn't come see it but you know, there you go. Yeah, you always got to try. <laughs> you got to try, yeah. Now, my, I wasn't super close to him, but my experience was I was in Cardiff um, for Doctor Who craziness, as it's usual, and Torchwood craziness, and we timed our visit, the group I was with, that it would also be John Barrowman in concert at Cardiff, his adopted hometown, because he, he and Scott, I think is his, his uh, husband, have a place there. Um, so... And so we saw I saw John Berriman in concert. I'm trying to remember the venue, but we were we were definitely in the back. But nevertheless, it was pretty cool. And he he does the concert like he normally does. He has this very I don't know if you've ever heard it. He has a his own doctor song that he's written. Oh, his Lord. ode to the doctor. Excellent. Um, and I'm sure it's like a parody of a song, but I can't remember what it's a parody of. But anyway, but yes, his 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 ode to the doctor. And then there's a part where it's a song that he sings, and his parents come on stage and dance. Yeah, because he always I, his parents often and I don't know the status of they're they're all still living or anything. But anyway, of course you know he's Scottish parents. Um, have you have you ever heard John Barrowman speak Scottish? Um, yes and no. I mean, when he talks normally, uh, you can often catch I, because I think my first actual experience with John Barrowman, not in person. Mm-hmm. Um, was one of the, um... Uh, who, who are you? Or... No, it was a, um, uh, a singing competition. Okay. They were trying oh, the to Maria? find... I can't remember if it was Maria was or Joseph. Yeah, okay. Um, I, probably Joseph. I think I watched Joseph more than, uh, Maria. And so he was a judge on that, and they were trying to find the next Joseph for Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And so, in his normal, regular, I'm in Britain talking voice, it's like, what is, you know, it's it's such a hybrid, in a way that probably to an extent, my accent is sometimes, you know, there's this, not American, oh, Scottish? Oh, 
you know, some words and some lilts and things like that. I'll so. have to show you after this is recording is over. YouTube of when he's at home, he turns one hundred percent. I can believe and it. So I can believe I it. I think I heard. I heard once. I don't know if this is true. Or not, I heard it freaks his husband. His husband out. Like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me feel like I'm married to somebody else. It's weird. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can believe it. But yeah, absolutely. And and again, that's one of the things. As somebody who you know became a little bit hybrid, I can completely understand it. I think my accent changes when I go to England mm-hmm. um, or when I'm around British people or even when I'm trying to speak more professionally, quote unquote, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I completely get that. But it's me. It's, it is interesting. Again, I mean, I'm one of them, but I think it's interesting how that character has attracted so many fans. And because I think it led to the success, at least the hard, because I think Torchwood has fans that are hardcore. Like, like there's so many fandoms out there that are not you know, big, but it wasn't like the whole, it's, you know, it's not wide, but it's, you know, deep. Yes. Whereas other yeah. ones that are very wide, but thin, you know, and so, Aww. yeah, and so, yes. I, but, uh, you know, like I'm thinking of, I mean, I'm not trying to pick it. Well, I won't even name it. A little bit fierce. But I was just thinking of fierce. like sitcoms that have lots of people watching them, but I wouldn't say those people are diehard fans, whereas yeah. those you have diehard, and so I think that's how Torchwood got to be so, well, successful as it was. So in other words, you know, to have the three the three series, and then to go away for years, and then people be like, "When are we getting the next series? Yeah. When are we getting the next series? When yeah. are we getting?" The next and series? after the fourth one, people still shouted it, and, and then, we're getting something. Well, we're getting big finished, yeah. Now, and that's one thing I think we're looking for. At least I'm looking for to yeah. speak for you. It's I think it's already out now. I believe I think it's I can't remember what it's called, but the new the latest Torchwood big finish with all the original cast back. Yeah. So it's something I'm looking forward to listening to. But but yeah, Captain Jack, I just think, you know, like you said, he has that sort of movie star quality, charm, attraction, equal opportunity. Um I and I actually have seen him before. I have saw him in person at I can't remember if it was Raleigh or Durham. Went to a comic convention, All right, yeah, and it was sort of like separate and apart. Like before we even went to the con, there's a sort of separate place where it was sort of you had him and he was on stage and he's 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 a uh, I don't know what the right word is flirt awful, you know. He's just cracking jokes the entire time, being you know being very naughty and everything. Um, question and answer. I did get to ask him a question. I was the first one because they're like, who wants to ask a questions? And you have all that awkward moment. Everyone's like, not me. I'm like, I'll go. Bye. Yeah. You know, I'll walk <laughs> to this microphone. Say, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. So, but did anyway. he flirt with you? Uh, no. I, I, my question, I can't remember his answer, which I feel very bad. I wish I'd remember, but I asked him, what is his favorite musical to listen to? And what would be his favorite musical to be in? Ah. I can't remember what. I think one of his answers was one he listened to while working on a project of some sort. So he always had the, and I can't remember. But anyway, because, mm. uh, you know, obviously the, uh, and yeah, and, and surprised we never had saw Captain Jack, even though he's not a very, that's not his character, but no, Captain no, Jack never sang. Yeah. Yeah. Patty Lapone yeah. when she was in the, what the late eighties, early nineties oh, television sitcom, show. Yeah. Wasn't a sitcom. Well, but, I know the yeah. drama. Oh, Bladea, Life, Bladea, goes on. Life goes on. I yeah. can't remember if that was Things what it was Life called. On, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she did. She sang, yeah. and then uh, Katie Siegel in um, um, J- uh, John Ritter, the something about dating my daughter or something. Oh, the Ten Rules for Dating My Daughter. Yeah, uh, and she sang, and and all of those sorts of things, and we never get that. I mean, from. there's these sort of extra. I mean, it's not a part of the episode, obviously, of him uh, singing. 
in olden days. Oh, right. Anything goes. One of the Torchwoods. It was in a tor- the Torchwood episode where they go back in time with the original Captain oh, Jack. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's just him singing in that, in the sort of the 40s club there. Yeah. So that's very cool. Okay. Uh-uh. So any, any final thoughts about why Captain Jack is so uh, interesting? Is it just the coat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. It's the coat and the bottom. Right. Um, and, uh, fingers crossed we get to see him maybe a little bit with 13. That'd be fun. It'd be interesting. I know yeah. he's always happy to come back. Yeah. <laughs> or again with River Song. I just think that would be. That'd be a good big finish, you know, because we can't do things on screen, but that'd be a great river and. Yeah. And going off on adventures for a while together. Mm. Anyway, right. Into the TARDIS library, my darling. Now, I'll admit, I, I did have to scratch the head a little bit about to find a good classic Who that would connect to and Captain Jack. And to be Jack. fair, you may have gone over the line. That's fine. I, I, yeah. I, I will always do that. It's but a it, tenuous link at best. That's right. But, but again, Captain Jack is so unique, it's hard to find a classic yes. Who you know, analogy or an analogous person. But this is what I thought. John Berman, star, many times for the West End. Broadway, uh, yeah. Yeah. And and um, who else in Doctor Who? A companion of sort that was a star of the West End, or at least has been there and performed. And I thought um, that would be, of course, Mel. Uh, Bonnie. Bonnie Lane. Yeah. That's her name, right? Her, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I don't remember all of the Seventh Doctor's adventures, but I know his first series is not generally considered a lot of good stories. So I figured we had done one of his ones earlier ones, or we had done the introduction of Mel before. Yes. With the trial of the Time Lords. Yeah. With, of course, with Six. Yep. Um, and so I thought we'd get her exit, and that's with Dragonfire. Yes. This first premiered 23 November 1987, and this again was the Seventh Doctor, and is Mel's last series. And so you want to give us a very brief synopsis. It is a very brief synopsis from TARDIS.Wikia. As trouble brews on the space-trading colony of Ice World, the Doctor and Mel encounter their sometimes allies, Sabalom Glitz, and a new friend who goes by Ace. Ace! 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 Bless her heart. <laughs> so 80s. So 80s. You know, it, I, I, the music is, there's these musical cues it's like, nur, nur, the synthetic. And like, if you took that out, this thing would be a little bit more lasting than. Yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not you helping just yourself. Took the synthesizer. <laughs> I mean, the hair and the outfits don't help. Right. And I can forgive but, the music. You know, as it? you say, the synth definitely uh, places it in a very specific moment in time but um and we can talk a little more about the episode but like as far as mel goes it's a little disappointing i mean i i know i feel like she gets from what i read out there and, and folks listeners you can disagree with me i mean i i don't know if i'd have to think about my personal opinion but generally it seems at least in whatever general means that mel's not well thought of as a companion nothing against bonnie of course but you know you can only do as much as what you're given and so her goodbye episode, not that it's really her goodbye episode, but it's her last one, doesn't really get much for her. No, not at all. I think Ace gets a lot more than Mel does. Yeah, and at the end of it, when when they've wrapped it all up, Mel's like, okay, well, I'm leaving. And the doctor's like, okay. And Mel's like, but Ace is still here. You should take her with you. And the doctor's like, okay. And that's it. There's no reason why she's leaving. There's no... 
drama. There's no, what am I going to do without you? There's no moping around until the uh, green lady tells him to snap out of it. <laughs> it is just, I'm leaving now, but Ace is here. Okay. Ace. Yeah. And she has nitrogen hairspray or something. I didn't get all, all of that. And the fact that stuff. she wants to hang around with Glitz, who's not exactly, seems like the most interesting companion to be around. Well, yeah. Well, not, I won't not say... The most, yeah, probably very interesting. Yeah, too but, interesting. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, Mel seems like a nice girl. I don't know why she wants to hang around Glitz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice cheery girl. I want to hang around the guy who's like... The rogue. She's going thief. through a bad boy phase I or guess. something. It's yeah, yeah. That was a shame, but there you go. Yeah. So I mean, because usually with a goodbye, and to be stereotypical, it's usually like you get like, and I think we talked about this with Adric last time. That's when you usually get that oh, she has a bunch of lines and a whole story and characterization. Yeah, where she's saying goodbye now, and I know we probably should have done this earlier, but eh, better late than never, right? This one's sort of like it's Mel. She screams. We're good. Yep. <laughs> the end. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, and you've only missing, I think, about three or four serials with Mel. Otherwise, you've seen it all. Bless. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think she really gets a fair chance um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Writers. Or... Well, and she she needed to go off and do West End and then soap operas. So. But I guess since there's not a lot to this episode, would you think a little bit more of the Seventh Doctor? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why he climbed into that ice cave and hung by his umbrella, but yeah, whatever. Exactly. And then, uh, I don't know, I really do enjoy Ace. I, 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 She's probably in my top ten companions, so, you know, what can you want? Girl yeah, I mean, I think and... she's plucky. I think she's got a lot going for her. She's... Dumping milkshakes left and dumping right. Dumping milkshakes and throwing nitrogen hairspray hither and yon. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she kept saying Ace all the time Ace. got a little bit on my nerves. Does she continue to do that? <laughs> I think it's just the first episode I thing. was going to say, because I don't remember or, her uh, doing that one? in the Brill? cat episode. Brill. Well, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, Ace felt forced. Brill, yeah. I can get behind a little more. I don't but... think you should say your own name. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm known for this, and so everybody calls me, uh, you well, know. Well, Dorothy, I mean. Yeah, fair. But, you know, you could go with Dottie or Dot or... I guess is she sort of the Arrested Development version of Steve Holt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bless her heart, in in a punk rock. Middle. How do you and what we, the age thing? Because like you know, with Rose, she's supposed to be what nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. I think she specifically says at some point nineteen. And I think that she does not pull that off. I mean, I think she's twenty. You do early twenties. I don't think it hurts the storyline. Yeah, twenty twenty one. I don't know what to do, but like Ace sixteen. I mean, you know, Sophie does not look sixteen. I mean, that's not a that's not a critique. I mean, you know. When you're 26 or however old she was in real life, then you know, it's hard to look 16. But again, I don't know why they always choose these young age. I think you go 18, 19, 20. Does that really destroy the, I don't know. No, and I don't think there's any reason you can't be like a proper grown-up either. I mean, yeah. Donna made it work. Yeah. Even to an extent, um, Martha makes it work. Uh, Clara is... Well, and I guess to, to go to the classic Who era, you know, if they're trying to get the kids to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, Adric's young, Nissa's young, Tegan's young. I mean, those are. I mean, that's what I immediately think of. Susan, if you want to go that far yeah. back, yeah. And Ace is properly down with the kids. Yeah, but you can still, you know, I don't know. Eighteen, I guess, it would have been much more. I don't know. Because sixteen just being problematic sometimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling around with an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, we're listening to a podcast about this very thing, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, we're listening to a criminal podcast, hence the title of the name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's called Criminal for a Reason, yo. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I mean, anyway. this is this is a day of uh, uh, Jimmy Savile, so it's acceptable. Sorry, all my British people, for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You make do and you assume nobody got molested. Exactly. That's what we go with. So what are we going to talk about next week, darling? Well, because we've sort of brought it up, and since we're almost done with Miracle Day, we're going to just get into Torchwood. I know this is a Doctor Who podcast, but it's a Doctor Who spinoff, and so we can talk about how it is like Doctor Who, how it isn't, and how it moved beyond that or or didn't. And, you know, we've, we've been watching all of Torchwood slowly. Of course, the anagram of Doctor Who is Torchwood. Is it really? I'm terrible. First of all, I'm terrible at anagrams. <laughs> but, oh, that's really interesting. And so, because um, it was originally used, and this is off the top of my head, and I apologize if this sounds like mansplaining, it was originally used to mask a Doctor Who script. I don't know if it was like a season finale. Oh, and so they wonderful. Referred to it as Torchwood. Oh, um, that's fantastic. I think it was Russell no, used I that. I like that. But anyway, but... I well, don't feel mansplained to you. You're yeah. okay. But we're going to be talking about Torchwood as soon as we finish Miracle Day. Um, hopefully we finish it in time, because it is... A rather American season. Um, it is. Yeah, it's running long. I keep thinking, why isn't this done yet? We've, we've... Compared to Miracle Day in the five episodes? Yeah. Or yeah. season Children of Earth. But... Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll watch one tonight. Sure. And, uh, and maybe if we get a chance, because we're not terribly busy this week, maybe we can, if the big finish is out... Yes, we could. I, I, I assume it's long, which is good. But yeah, we can at least start well, it. You know, on Saturday we have a two-hour drive. Oh, that's true. We are going. It's Memorial Day in America, Memorial Day weekend, and so obviously it's the three day. And we are going to go see uh, my uh, niece turn one. Yes, I mean we're not actually just going to sit around and watch her turn one. That would be she, weird. Well, she may have turned one before we've gotten there. So. That's true. Yeah. You know how um, children. I, it, although we were there when a watch she was... baby is never something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch baby never boils. I think. <laughs> uh, which I think is appropriate. Which is why you should always watch your babies. But yeah, we were there uh, when she was about three days old. We got to. Uh, help her parents bring her home from the hospital and now we get to go celebrate her first birthday and we're all going to sit around and talk about whether or not she's going to be a ginger. That's right. We, like we, her uncle Philip and her what is so Gigi what what is what's, yeah. what's grandma? Yeah, Gigi, that's right. Is it Gigi? My mom. Yes. Um, uh, but, but but we will definitely try to nerd her up because that's our position with all babies that we know. Yes, yeah. We will nerd people up. Well, that is, in fact, it's what we do with everybody. What's the so, purpose of this uh, podcast? We're I, nerding you up as you're listening we to it. We are nerding you. You are welcome. Exactly. So until next week, darling, you're my favorite star in all of time and space. And you're my favorite nerd, sweet man. <laughs> <laughs> This is BBC Television. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.